Hi everybody, this is Brian Atkinson at Clean Comedy Time, and we got another five-star review and a really nice statement. A friend of mine named Marlo recommended us to her friend Devora when she was asking for podcast recommendations. So if you have uh, a friend who's looking for podcasts that they want to listen to, please be sure to recommend us. We love to find out about things like that. And uh, Devora wrote, Great Laughs and Life Combined. So much fun to listen to the comedy and lives of comedians, making connections to people and places through clean comedy. Just subscribed, making this part of my regular podcast stream. Devorah, thank you so much. And Marlo, thank you so much for the recommendation. Thank you both for the five-star review. Now, on with the show. What time is it? It's Welcome to the Clean Comedy Time Podcast. I'm Aaron Sorrells. And I'm Brian Atkinson. Today, our guest is Colton Beveridge. Colton Beveridge is a West Michigan-based comic who makes his home in beautiful Grand Rapids, Michigan. And uh, he has uh, been running the Cava Casa Comedy Night, where his comedy is refreshing as his name, hot or cold. I think it's a, I think it's a little hypocritical that, you know, when uh, Burger King came out with their Impossible Burger, you know that fake meat burger? That everybody immediately just started praising it, you know? They were like, oh, it's, you know, it's better for the environment. It's eco-friendly, you know? It's a healthier alternative to meat. But when we all found out that Taco Bell was using fake meat, everybody was like, this is a big scandal. Don't eat at Taco Bell. It's unhealthy there. Oh, welcome to the show, Colton Beveridge. We're delighted to have you here to talk about the good, the bad, and the funny. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's get this out of the way. Your real name is Colton Beveridge. Yes, that is my real birth name. It's The last name is spelled slightly different, uh, but yeah, it's pronounced beverage like the drink, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, I, working in radio for years and years, it was always people who had come up with these radio names that were always things like that. And that's just a dream name for anybody <laughs> on the radio, um, just because you've got so so many great ways to play with that. And uh, th- I imagine just because we're we're pointing it out here, make sure everybody knows what's going on. Is this something that when you've been doing comedy, it's something that you talk about? Is it if people ask the question all the time? Um, they mess with you when you're a kid. Yes, people used to like mess with me about my uh, my name all the time. Um, like especially like when you would go into the gym and in elementary school, you know, there'd always be a sign that'd say like "No beverages allowed in the gym." So <laughs> I would be like, "Huh, oh, you can't come in here, man." <laughs> I didn't want to go to gym class anyway. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they probably had no idea that they were just seeding a comedy career there, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I I was always very cognizant of my name, and I always wanted to do uh, something that that was sort of silly. Like, uh, or that would be cool, but also, like, uh, just be like a funny play with my name. Like, for a little bit um, in, in college, I was going for uh, for flight, like, to be a pilot. Oh. Because uh, because I I'd, I'd gone to this camp when I was in seventh grade, 
and we actually got to fly uh, a Cessna and stuff at Western Michigan. So it was oh, sweet. It was a really awesome experience. But also, it, I just always thought it would be awesome to just be like, "Hello, this is Captain Beverage speaking," like over the loudspeaker, and just have everybody on the plane be kind of weirded out, like, "Is this guy doing a a bit for us before he flies?" Because I'm not okay with that. Yeah. Well, you know, if if you did go by Captain Beverage, you would have to wear a cape for sure. Yeah. I. I can imagine the subtleties of having a lot of t-shirts like, you know, Coke t-shirts and orange crush t-shirts, Mountain Dew t-shirts. You always wear a beverage t-shirt uh, and, but you never say anything about it to see. Do people oh yeah. Pretty, yeah. Pretty much as, as soon as I get a big enough following, the merch is going to, is going to write itself. It's going to be real <laughs> really? easy. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully this podcast gets real big and this episode blows up. This might be your right. big, big break here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we know that um, not only beverages, but uh, this is our, uh, your first uh, bit there that we played. Uh, you were talking about uh, one of your favorite places to eat. And I've got another one here. Another place I like to I like to go out and eat is uh, the casino buffet. I like to go to the casino buffet, and I like to go to the, I like to go there because it's a little bit more expensive, you know. So it keeps out a little bit of the you know the normal uh, sort of gross uh, buffet people you see around somehow. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, there's still gross people at the casino buffet, but it's I feel like it's a it's a higher class of gross person. <laughs> Let me give you a little example, okay? Like, you'll never see anybody at the casino buffet busting out Ziploc bags to take food out, you know? You won't see that there. At the casino buffet, people bring Tupperware. Those people went to college, they're prepared, they have a game plan. Nice. Uh, we, uh, did this show at, uh, Voyage Church. It was a uh, clean comedy time show. Uh, we don't do a lot of church shows. We like to and everything, but, uh, um, you had a potluck crew there. So they were ready to hear all about the casino buffet. I think you had a good audience for that. <laughs> oh yeah. I, uh, it's, it's, it's sad hearing that bit just because like, who knows when, when the casino buffet is ever going to be back. You <laughs> oh, know? Yeah. yeah. Well, just like, buffets in general, like even uh, at your own house, you know, it's like, well, um, it's that's like, too I, even the Chinese buffets, all I'm saying is I just want a place where I can get cheap crab legs at a, at a high abundance. You know, when is that going to be available? That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, you know, we're all, we're all uh, we've all got our sacrifices that we're making. Huh? Uh, yeah, it's, it's for the country, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you doing to uh, keep yourself occupied and so on? I mean, we're none of us are out there doing uh, shows and stuff like that too much. Uh, there's the Zoom shows. There's some outdoor stuff. Uh, what are you doing to, to keep yourself occupied? Um, I've done a couple of open mics since COVID hit. But um, honestly, at, right as summer happened, I also uh, hurt my ankle uh, pretty bad. So I, I was uh, so I was kind of like stuck in a weird place where I couldn't do anything outdoors because I couldn't move because of my ankle and I couldn't do anything indoors because everything was shut down. 
And oh. uh, so this summer, I actually got really back into video games. I've been playing a lot. I I dusted off my Nintendo Switch, and I've gotten back into it hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Now, did I see that uh, you were uh, really promoting the new PS5? I thought I saw that you were selling a, a PS2 duct tape to a PS3. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't me. So, oh, uh, sorry. Oh, okay. that was. Uh, that was just, uh, I saw somebody else selling that on Facebook Marketplace, and I found it, uh, I thought, found it pretty, uh, pretty silly. Yeah, somebody yeah. was, somebody was selling a PS2 duct, ta- duct tape to a PS3 and, uh, calling it a PS5 for $625. <laughs> <laughs> it's basic math, come on. Which is funny because the actual PS5 is, uh, is gonna be, uh, uh only $500. Oh. Well, so it it might not be any good, but at least it's more expensive. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you're get, well, I guess you are getting a deal because the PS5 isn't coming out for a few months. So <laughs> all right. It's all exclusive. Right. It's an early exclusive. <laughs> for all you early adopters out there, you can pre-order that. Uh, just you can look up Colton Beverage on uh, Facebook later and find that. Uh, Aaron, are you much of a video game player? Do you, I I don't own a system. I just feel like I'm. I'm too old. I missed that. I put quarters in machines at an arcade when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, I'm, a, I'm a traditionalist like yourself there, Brian. However, okay. um, we do have a new uh, Nintendo Switch here in the house. Uh, my my son donated it to my wife so she could have some adventures uh, as I'm podcasting and doing other fun stuff. <laughs> and uh, uh, she she kind of likes it. <laughs> Legend okay. of Zelda is now the third party in our marriage. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that and, game is awesome yeah yeah and uh yeah i i i slid into solid third place <laughs> wow well at least you know where you are that's right that's important find you right uh, right yeah yeah but she's she's getting actually uh pretty close to uh finishing that i think she's got one of the i'm i'm speaking a little bit out of school here but uh one of the mythical beasts that left and then she's kind of done with the whole deal. Video games that I played with any regularity were uh, just lines that were shaped like rocks. And you had a spaceship <laughs> that was a triangle. Yeah, I and, played that one. Yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, it's funny. I also uh, finally did something that I've been started doing something that I've been thinking about doing for uh, uh, for a while now. And I started actually getting into a little bit of uh, retro gaming, uh, oh. collecting and stuff. Yeah. Like I've always had my uh, my N sixty four stuff for a while, but I finally uh, pulled the trigger and started uh, going back. And uh, I got an old school Nintendo, like original Nintendo NES. All right. And, uh, I started getting uh, some of the old games for that, like uh, uh, Mario, some uh, Kid Icarus. Um, See, you you call that retro gaming, but uh, yeah. I just like, remember that as gaming. <laughs> Well, that's, that, that's what I grew up with. That is what that yeah. was my first okay. system right. was the original Nintendo. Okay, so it's not like it's not like I'm just grabbing something that I don't. I don't. I I, I played it, it a bunch growing up. All right, it's not a Commodore sixty four or anything. No, it's not an Atari twenty six hundred. <laughs> where if I I have I have actually been looking into uh, getting one of those just because I you see them come up occasionally and there's they are pretty dang cheap, but it's just. <laughs> And it would be it would be a cool thing to have, but uh, 
it's also like, uh, I have a, I, I need to uh, move into my new house before I start uh, filling up space that I don't even know if I have, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I believe those systems have the uh, the computing uh, power of like a box of Kleenex. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually did have a Pong system. <laughs> you oh, had wow. uh, the Pong system. Wow. Oh. I did. The actual but Atari I... Pong or one of the knockoffs? Uh, an Atari Pong uh, when I was a kid, uh, and it was the one that had the paddles so you could play tennis, uh, table tennis, uh, squash, or or it also had a gun, and that was the advanced one, and the gun, there was just a box that moved around on the screen, and if you shot it, it changed direction and then it would get faster and faster until it ran out. Well, that and then like it a would pretty good game. Start all over again slow, and you shoot it in. You could do that for several minutes before <laughs> you got bored with it. <laughs> that uh, that sounds substantially more humane than any any game with a gun now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you're playing video games. Uh, how, how's your ankle now? Are you getting uh, better? Uh, Are you getting around? It's yeah, it's back to it's back to go, good and going now. So I'm uh, I'm gonna try to get in one uh, backpacking trip before uh, you know it gets way too cold. We want to do it the second the second weekend of uh, of October. Great. Where where are you heading? Nordhaus. Oh, that's that's a fun little spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an easy, you know, quick quick one. We're because we just yeah. want to do a Saturday Sunday hike, you know, over just one night overnight one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I probably, mean, you can do that in like really like three to four miles round trip. Oh, you, and really, and you can do wilderness backpacking and, and a lot of that stuff. So it's you can make it whatever trip you want to. Also, yeah, there's you a have spot a good map and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a spot out there that Renee and I like to camp on. If you take the the main trail right as the dunes come up, there's a little trail that branches off to the right. Yep. And there's a first spot, and there's this. Uh, there's a <laughs> boy. This is this is just for me and you at this point. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, if any of you guys out there ever come to Nordhaus Dune, <laughs> right, right, come on, yeah, take it's your first good, right, and hike. you'll see a tree that looks a lot like a bonsai tree. I've actually shaped that tree. So. <laughs> oh really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of tree is it actually? Uh it's it's a pine, but it's uh um it, and <laughs> we we might have to edit this out, but I'll share it with you anyway. <laughs> Cuz again, this is not probably not very interesting to people. Um but it's a pine where where a, a branch comes off close by the base and mm-hmm. it comes up into its own tree and it's it's, oh, it's that's pretty really dope. quite nice, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll check that. I'll t- I'll definitely try to try to check that out. Yeah, yeah. If you if you uh, think you got it, snap a photo and send I will. it to me. All totally. right. <laughs> well, we did have Luis Valencia on recently, and he had all kinds of travel tips for he us. Did. So he did. Right yeah. in line, <laughs> really is. Yeah, yeah. So this is actually turning into more of a travel travel tip podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Colton. Now, uh, I think I saw and and. Please forgive me if, if I'm wrong. Did I see you at the uh, the North Side, um, the River North yes. uh, show? Oh, a couple three weeks back. Yes, yes, I was there. Yeah, so you've been able to go out and do that. Mm-hmm. So I, I went, got in the audience for that, and um, just to kind of check it out and uh, see how some people were doing. It was nice to see some some uh, happy comedy faces again. Mm-hmm. Totally. And that's one that's kind of halfway outdoors, halfway indoors. All the seating is outdoor. And the uh, the comics just stand kind of in the garage door, 
uh, entrance um, into the into the dining room, but there's nobody yeah. back in the dining room. Well, the 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 night that I went there, uh, it was uh, raining, so we actually did do it inside. <gasps> we just kept made sure all the people the the tables were further back. Yeah. Okay. Good. Keep keep the distance where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And we kept the garage open, so it was yeah. at least open air still. You get yeah, the open air is helpful like that. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever had a show that got rained out, but I put that, <laughs> or in this case, rained in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so if many. Doing, if you're doing comedy in 2020, and the biggest problem is it gets rained out, then <laughs> that's, yeah. you got to mark that, that up as a win. <laughs> We're all gonna get frozen out in a couple months here, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, as we go through our our podcast from time to time, uh, Aaron is. Uh, often reminds us he comes from uh, an, an addiction recovery background. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I, Colton, I know you've got a story like that too. <laughs> I figure I'll let you know a little bit about myself. Uh, similar to the host tonight, uh, I see we have an addict. Uh, but my addiction is not drugs or alcohol. Uh, my addiction is soda pop. <laughs> Whenever I tell people that, I get that kind of response. <laughs> and you're not helping the problem, okay? <laughs> I tell people that they're like, that's not a real addiction. That's not even close to drugs and alcohol. But I beg to differ. I beg to differ. Yes, anybody who's addicted to drugs and alcohol, their story always starts out the same. I was having so much fun. It helped bring me out of my shell. And then things got bad for them. You know, and then things started to spiral. But at no point in time was I ever having fun doing pop, okay? (laughs) One day I just woke up and I started getting headaches if I didn't drink it. Now I'm going to have diabetes in less teeth in two years. (laughs) Where's my support group? Yeah, where is that support group? <laughs> well, incidentally, any Celebrate Recovery uh, program in the world, and there's like 25,000 of them, will happily uh, take people in that are struggling with uh, with uh, soda pop addiction because oh. they, they, they deal with that. Uh, actually, on a regular basis, it's a little more common than you might think. I mean, it's sugar and caffeine. Those are two highly addictive substances, so yeah. it makes sense. And it's it's not like you even had a fighting pre- uh, chance though with the last name of beverage. I know, no. right? It's like I was supposed to be drinking it this whole time. Yeah. What else was I going to do? And what was your particular poison that you were uh, was a favorite? Uh, a regular Coke or a yeah. Coke. Okay, got it. Yeah, it's always the go-to. That yeah, I uh, I get my Coke uh, of imported from mexico yeah because those are the ones that have the real sugar yeah the real it's the real sugar in there, the Brian, we, don't, we don't need to talk him into a relapse or that's anything. Uh, no, no, no. those the, that if you ever do use a uh, coke for uh marinades for barbecue or something like yes. that uh always use that type of coke because the real sugar helps uh helps form a, a better crust and, and like add more flavoring to the to the meat and stuff yeah, absolutely. I I have not found a good source for uh, Dr Pepper with real sugar, but that was always a favorite um, when I was younger of uh, meats with um, with a Dr Pepper uh, marinade crust kind of thing on too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I don't want to 
you know, uh, have your relapse here if if you're, uh, you know, really off the sauce. There. Oh, man, I never stopped. I don't, I don't <laughs> well, you didn't have a support group. No, yeah, I'm a, I'm a what is it called when you're uh, living with it? Um, functioning. Function, yeah, I'm a functioning uh, soda addict. All right, sure. all right. You know, it, it is kind of nice, though, that uh, we can talk this this finally about Coke, and we're talking about soda pop. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah mean, absolutely. It's, Honestly, it's the carbonation. I just love the bubbles, you know? It's the oh. best. It's, now, it's the reason why I like champagne so much more than uh, <laughs> wine, you know? Yeah. Now, do you ever go with a LaCroix or anything like that, or is that just... Uh... It's got no flavor. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. If, if it enough. has flavor, it's good, but it's uh, it's not purely the bubbles. But, it's, but it, that's why, like, it's a pop is better than, like, a lemonade, is what I'm saying. So what else are you spending your time doing, Colton? Uh, how's, how have things been going for you? What, do you? what are you doing? What are you up to? Uh, like, like I was saying, like I was talking about a little bit, uh, another one of my uh, hobbies I like to do is uh, barbecuing. I'm mm. really big into uh, to barbecue. I've actually done I, a couple of competitions. Uh, I typically like to do my main partner uh, who I worked with moved out of state. So typically oh. I I just try to do like one uh, like small ribs competition a year now or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm real big into barbecue. Like I make my own sauces, I uh, make my own rubs. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. What's what's your uh, if you could give any? I mean, you've already doled out some travel advice. You've got some uh, marinade advice uh, with the you know Mexican or the real sugar sodas to use for the marinade. For for the rub or for a sauce, what's what's your go to? Um, personally, I like a little bit more vinegary sauce. Mm. Uh, so I made I made this stuff called uh, pop sauce, which incorporates um, a chili powder I make that's uh, sold in um, uh, the stores in around town called uh, Moondrop Herbals. Uh, and, uh, I use that as like a base with, uh, main, mostly, uh, vinegar, but with a little bit of ketchup and then, uh, that flavoring and a few other things. And, uh, that's, that's my favorite, but I do have, um, I do make my own like thicker, more traditional sweet baby Ray's type barbecue sauces. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I had a college roommate who, um, put, liquid smoke in ketchup and called it barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I begged to differ with him. Yeah. Uh, Cause like, even like a bottle of craft is better. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> just sounds gross. Yeah. Like, it I, was personally, I'm not a big fan of liquid smoke. Uh, like uh, maybe if you do, I'm, I prefer using, um, uh, just like smoked uh, powders instead, like yeah. using smoked paprika in it, oh, or or favorite. Uh, a chipotle, mm-hmm. or you know something like that to give it a smoky taste, as opposed to uh, uh, you know liquid smoke. I do. <laughs> there's one sauce where I use a little bit, but it's very very small, and I use a lot of ancho in that one too to really give it more, the the overall smoky. And this episode uh, sponsored by not liquid smoke, <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry, Liquid Smoke. If if you want us to advertise for you, you're going to have to come up with a product that's really good. <laughs> we're we're taking the hard line on that. <laughs> yeah, we're we're just not going to go that way. 
Uh, Colton, when you are putting your comedy together, when uh, the different bits you have, things like that, uh, I'm seeing observational stuff. I'm seeing you're noticing uh, the different behaviors, uh, how people react to things. Uh, what, what's your process for for writing or coming up with the stuff that you do in stand-up? Typically, it's uh, it, it happens a lot conversationally, or I'll like I'll be talking to so- like I'll be talking to somebody about something, and I'll start ranting, and I'll be like, "Oh, wait a minute, I should write that write that down." <laughs> or I'll uh, I'll start arguing with the TV and uh, or like if a Facebook post from somebody like in my head because I don't I don't engage with that online it's stupid yeah. uh, but I'll, I'll I'll start arguing with people in my head and that will maybe trigger something but a lot of it is uh, is also like uh, talking with people and remembering uh, stuff or uh, yeah or just talking with people about things. Or listening to uh, listening to different um, uh, podcasts or, or books and like uh, hearing stuff that I I didn't know about and uh, it, that just gives me an, a, a, and I immediately and I, I might have an immediate thought on that that will uh, trigger something. And do you when you write are you somebody who kind of writes it out longhand writes everything out a script style or just little notes or how do you uh, shape the stuff that you come up with? Yeah, I write the entire joke out uh, like long, longhand style, and uh, then I'll go and I'll start uh, performing it out loud uh, to nobody, you know, uh, and uh, and like because my writing, you know, your writing voice is never exactly the same as your speaking voice. So then I kind of I kind of transition it um, from my writing voice to my speaking voice, and while I'm doing that, I'm recording. Um, I, I'll record like every take that I have on that in case I, you know, I come up with a, I riff a line or something like that and come up with something new. Um, so it's, it's, and then I'll, uh, and then I'll rewrite. And then once I have it um, re uh, spoken out, um, like recorded in a way that I'm satisfied with it, then I'll rewrite the joke out um, longhand style in my phone. So that way I have it, uh, have it there for uh, record for you know for future. Yeah, I write my stuff out on my phone as well. Uh, I'm just really impressed with the the discipline of um, of writing, performing, and rewriting and uh, and solidifying that. That's a terrific habit to be in. That's the only that's the only way I can do it to really get a good grasp on it and uh, memorize it in a way where I'm I can uh run through it and like kind of play with it but I, I if i need to i can just say the you know say the bit out like you know boom boom it's amazing uh how much work goes into making something sound like it's effortless <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely Well, the time has come on our little podcast to take a break, but we'll be right back. Be sure to give us a review on Apple Podcasts so it's easier for people to find us and like us on all your podcast favorites. We'll be right back. Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, check out my other podcast as well. It's called A Quick Chat with the Unemployed Alcoholic. In that podcast, uh, we take a deep dive into who people are, what's going well in their lives, and what they're struggling with. I know I'm always amazed at how deep those conversations go and how much I learn about other people and even about myself through just a quick chat. Find it everywhere by searching A Quick Chat with the Unemployed Alcoholic. 
Colton, thank you so much for sharing a little bit about uh, your comedic process and all that. Uh, But in this podcast, we like to get a little bit deeper than that. And uh, a piece of that is things that are going well. So, Colton, what is going well in your life right now? Um, Me and my girlfriend are... uh moving in together she's Ooh. uh yeah she she's bought a house and uh just basically like finalizing uh you know stuff with the bank congratulations um, that's a big step yeah 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 the interest rates are so crazy low right now it's uh it's tough to not do that I yeah I, I think they pay you like 30 dollars a month if you <laughs> Yeah, and we're at we're at a little over two years now, so mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, yeah, it seems like time, you know. And what is her name? And yeah. social security number, if you would. No, yes, and a mother's maiden name would be great as well. <laughs> her name is uh, Vinci, which is short for Vincenza. Oh, cool! That sounds very exotic. <laughs> very Italian. Yeah. <laughs> There any uh, uh, Italian temper with with her? Uh, no, she's actually pretty level headed. That was well, the right I, answer. <laughs> <laughs> in in a prior episode, uh, we had somebody share, and then afterwards, uh, uh, they <laughs> asked us to please edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to tell her about this anyway, so she'll never know. <laughs> you guys moving in together. I know you had mentioned uh, with the foot injury, and I know you worked in construction uh, mm-hmm. prior to that. Uh, was her employment uh, impacted at all with the with the epidemic? Uh, a little bit, but not really, because she's because she's in a more of a higher up managerial position. Honestly, their uh, her company just kept her afloat. The like. They were paying them um, um, even when they weren't even open. They were I paying see, all their yeah. employees and stuff. That's true. Oh, that's great. That's great. But yeah, she, but she also was never like had to worry about like lo- like losing her job even when they had to shut down for a little bit. Yeah, that's that's good. It's good to be uh, a valued employee. We know you work in construction. Is that something you're still able to do? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm back at. It. We never stopped. We never stopped working. We were always. Mm. Um, doing uh, like work slowed down a little bit, but it never stopped for us. Yeah, because you're in uh, big industrial construction, correct? Oh, uh, it's we're a miscellaneous steel, so that can be big commercial uh, buildings, um, and it can also be houses. It's what typically when I'm on a big commercial building, we're not the ones, uh, you know, 200 feet up in the air setting stuff. Uh, for those type of jobs, we're doing like. Uh, the stairways and like railings are like specialty detail stuff, like really fancy for houses though. That's when we'll set like the big stuff, big structural uh, stuff and uh, do bigger stuff. But we also do like, we've done a lot of really fancy stuff at in houses. Like we've worked on all the, all the recent uh, DeVos in kids' houses that have gone up in the last couple of years. I've done something on their houses. And you're uh, you're welcome to pop by for any weekend extravaganzas now, right? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> we worked at, we, I worked at Van Andel's uh, house once. They have a legit 
ice rink there where like the team would go and like the Griffins would go and practice. Oh like, wow! At his house, like they have a huge <laughs> or like arena. I mean, it's like well, it's like a high school stadium. It's like a high school I, I, wow. ice hockey stadium. Well, you just said you're you're getting a house uh, and moving in with your girlfriend. You don't have an ice arena. Uh, I mean, different scale, <laughs> different scale. It's, it's got something, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you just take a cookie sheet and um, fill it with water, and you stick that in the freezer, and uh, then there you go. You're. <laughs> I was you're planning on the... flooding the basement. I thought. That <laughs> oh, cool. wow! Now that's thinking right there. <laughs> yeah, harder to keep that frozen, but yeah, I like it. That's a great I mean, idea. It'll be tough, but I feel like I can manage. <laughs> All right, so those are some great things that are going really well. Your relationship, uh, moving into a new place, uh, getting back to work. Uh, what's something that you're struggling with right now, Colton? Uh, just like uh, not having any real goals that I can go for at the moment. Mm. That's just it. Just sucks. Like not having any any goals that I can go for, like in anything that I care about, you know, Mm. like all my, a lot of my goals were, you know, comedy oriented before all this, uh, you know, stuff happened. And now, you know, there's, I mean, I still have those goals, but everything's just on pause. You know, I can't pursue that, you know, I mean, you can, but you can't, you know, Yeah, there's, there's steps you can take. But they're very small steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's if you're like going up twice a month, you can't really work on a new bit. You know, it's you can't really you you're not like going out and like figuring out nuances of like a jo- like working a joke to death for like three weeks, so that way you can really have it in the, nailed down in the back of your head and figuring out all the nuances, talking to other comics about it, you know, and just. It's just not you, you. I mean, you can go out and do a show like open mics, but you can't. You can't hone bits. Yeah, really. yeah. I I can relate real strongly with that because I found myself in in kind of the same boat. Uh, I mean, I was. Uh, well, I mean, Brian and I with this clean comedy time adventure we've been going down January and February of this year. Uh, we had very big months as far as booking, as far as getting things uh, um, in place to really turn the turn the corner uh, towards profitability and sustainability. And then the world closed. And just like you're talking about, all of these goals and aspirations that we had, all this success that we were starting to gain momentum with, mm-hmm. everything stopped. I had a bunch of shows lined up. I had a, a, a couple of competitions lined up that I felt actually pretty confident that I, I I don't think I was going to win the whole thing, but I'm pretty confident that I could at least make a dent in the rounds that I was at. Uh, Maybe, maybe not win, but at least, you know, get my foot in the door in other markets and and start getting shows in those markets, you know, and get a little bit of notice, you know, Uh, you know, that was, and I was starting to like be able to like branch out in other stuff, possibly doing, a couple of, uh, like I had a show possibly lined up for Chicago. I had a show lined up for Traverse City. I had shows lined up in Detroit finally. And I, those were places that I hadn't really had a chance to uh, hit up yet, you know? It was yeah. just, 
And now we're just it, now it's like uh, you know it's going to be starting. You know, it feels like I'm going to be when we go even when we come back, it feels like I'm going to be starting all over from square one, trying to get people in Lansing to book me on shows again. You know, yeah. And yeah. it's like <laughs> <laughs> I found myself thinking the other day about um, you know having some video clips. And I always have video. I try to videotape every show that I do, whether it's an open mic or a competition or a paid show or whatever, uh, just so that I've got that video so I can watch it for myself, uh, so I can gauge the things. But also then the clips are things you can send out to people to say, oh, hey, here, here's some video of me doing doing a show. And um, and that that's the way that we market ourselves. And I'm just thinking, man, everything that I've got uh, when things start to open up again and really be able to book shows it's going to be a year, a year and a half, two years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to predict how long this is going to take. I'm just yeah, saying, like, I, I mean, the stuff is aging. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, it may be even a little faster than I am. <laughs> and it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. struggle. And I, I don't know if you've run into this too, Colton, but uh, I know for me, I've, I've just kind of had a hard time being funny you know, with everything going on in the world and, and that I, even some of these opportunities to get on stage, um, you know, and, and do like some of the shows you were talking about that are local here. Mm-hmm. I just haven't, uh, I don't know. I I've got a, a pit in my stomach when I even think about doing it. It's, uh, it's certainly not the excitement and joy that, uh, that I was getting out of doing comedy on yeah. a regular basis. Yeah, I, I definitely know exactly what you're talking about. Like, it's... Like, you book the show, and then, like, the day is there, and it's like, ah, oh, man, I don't even know. It's like, do I even want to uh, do it? Yeah. And then you go, and you do feel better when you do it, but it's just like... <sighs> it's just, you know, it's just, it's like, are people going to care about anything that I say? I do, And it's also... I feel like I got to come up – it's weird because I feel like I got to come up with a whole entire new five minutes, you know, every time I'm going up because, you know, you're going up once or twice a month now. So it's like to show that you're writing, you got to come up with all this new stuff, I feel like. But it's like I, I don't even have that stuff that I wrote there d- down yet. So it's like yeah, – yeah. so I kind of want to do that stuff more, but it feel, then it feels it looks like uh, – oh, I'm not – he's not even doing anything. It's, you know, it's uh, it's so weird and it's – yeah, and it's hard to even think about like what to because, like you said, I'm kind of more observational. It's it's I don't want to talk about anything political, and then I definitely don't want to write any jokes about COVID. I don't have anything to say about this. All I have to say is it sucks, you know. Yeah, you know, normally during this time, I I, I tend to kind of pivot into this uh, this optimistic and encouraging uh position where i can share with people some of the victories that i've experienced but i I mean i feel like i I just need to lament with you for a minute and just say man this does suck yeah now all right now i am gonna say something encouraging though because i do think that uh even while this has uh been difficult for me there's been some wonderful things that have come out of it you know there's been some things that if i can if I can take a moment away from the grief of losing some of the goals that I had, uh, some of the traction that I had, some of the momentum that I had, if I can take a minute away from that 
and just be present in the moment. I've found that there's been some wonderful opportunities to connect with people, to uh, deepen some relationships, and to work on some projects and work on some things that maybe were not as uh, front and center on the radar before. So I feel like while it's easy for me to lament, it's easy for me to be concerned about uh, what's going on and be even depressed about that. I also just need to take note of some of the wonderful things that are coming out of this. Some of the problems that are coming to light will probably have solutions on the other side of it. And that is going to be a wonderful thing, even if the process of getting there uh, is kind of painful. Yeah, totally. I uh, will just tell you guys, uh, I have been taking a, uh, a comedy class, like a zoom class with a, somebody who's been doing this for 30 years plus and it was a group of people with a variety of different um skill levels interest levels uh different senses of humor and so on and um it it really started out with well let's let's talk about what writing comedy is what is comedy you know kind of just really getting that um i really found it to be helpful to um you know kind of sharpen that instrument that um, that we all have that makes us want to come up with bits and write them and, and perform them and so on. Um, and then we had kind of a, a final exam where we did a new three minutes that we hadn't performed anywhere before. Um, and even though it wasn't with an audience in a room and, and so on, it was still helpful. It was still uh, valuable to say, yeah, this is, I did not enjoy it the same way. I didn't. It, it it wasn't good. It wasn't that. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking to you, dog. <laughs> but it but it did um it did help to say, okay, this is something I know how to do. This is something I can do. And and then we all critiqued each other kind of like you do at an open mic where you say, Oh, I, I really like how this is working. Here's an area where it can be improved. Um having just a, a small little community, six or eight people around to, to say, I like what you did with this. I, I like how you improved from last time you did it to this time. Um, so there were some really good things. Uh, and I think we could, um, we can learn from that and, um, and, and think about how, how can we, um, even if we're just doing that with each other on a phone call or something like that, every once in a while, it could, could make a, a real difference in our, um, our feelings about the, trying to do some comedy, even if we can't get in front of an audience. Thanks for sharing that, Brian. Yep. And Colton, thank you for sharing uh, so transparently about some of the things that you're uh, going through. And, and boy, it, it was on point because it triggered a lot with both me and Brian there. So mm -hmm. thank you for sharing. Colton, if uh, people wanted to get a hold of you, wanted uh, to point people to you, um, uh, websites or shows, or uh, just how would people uh, get a hold of you? What's the uh, best way to do that? Uh, you can find me on uh, all social media stuff under either the name Colton Beverage, um, that's C-O-L-T-O-N-B-E-V-E-R-I-D-G-E, or uh, under the username uh, cold underscore brew 45. Um, I also have a uh, outdoor uh, uh, kind of hiking channel on YouTube that I'm uh, working on a little bit um, called uh, Colton Outdoors. 
Um, I have a uh, cook pad um, where that's a, that's an app where people share a lot of uh, web, a lot of recipes they have. And you can follow me on there. Um, wow. You're all over the place, man. Yeah, that's about it right now. We'll make sure that we post links to those on cleancomedytime.com and uh, other places where the podcast goes. And Colton, thank you so much for being here with us on the Clean Comedy Time podcast. Yeah, you have been a wonderful guest. Thanks uh, for sharing. Thanks for being here. And I really look forward to the time that I can see you in person again. Thank you. Thanks, you guys, for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Clean Comedy Time podcast. We bring comedians together performing their clean material at showcases, fundraisers, and other events. Our shows are free from course language and topics. They work for anyone, anywhere. Check out cleancomedytime.com to find an upcoming show or to bring clean comedy time to you. 